What's going on, everybody? Hello, welcome, and thank you for joining us for anything and everything rock and roll. Of course, with a little bit of ADD. I'm Zach. I'm Robin. And you're listening to Rock Detention. <laughs> I don't feel tardy. Robin, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Um, a lot done today. Yeah, <laughs> so you're getting ready to come to Austin tomorrow. Something like that, yes, sir. Yeah, you're getting ready to come back home-ish, home-ish thing. I don't know. Home-ish. Home, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what home is for you anymore. Home. You wish that home was a was a tour bus. Told you that. So. I, I do. Dude, I've been dinking around uh, on this Schechter uh, uh, Sun Valley Super Shredder 3. Thank you, Schechter. Uh, in the single coil position, and but with high gain. Huh. And I'm really digging. It's very, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm digging it. It's, it's almost like if Stevie Ray played metal. Yeah. Well, isn't uh, uh, didn't the Motley the the guitar player Mick Mars for Motley Crue didn't he play a a single coil? Did he play um, a Strat? He did play a Strat, but I think it's a I think it's a uh, humbuckered Strat. Humbucker in the back, yeah. Okay. Hmm. So, um, yeah, I wonder if there were there there's, there had to have been some '80s hair metal guy who played. Uh, yeah, Ingve Malmsteen. No, no. Besides him, um, but someone what, single else. Single coil. Yeah, played single coil pickups. Yeah, Ingve. No, besides Ingve, he's in a class. He's in a weird class of his own because he he was a Stratocaster guy who played, you know, that. But I'm talking to like '80s hair metal, like like with. And I know that he's considered that, but I I'm talking like Cinderella. Docking, you know, all those right guys. On. Dude, I, I didn't, I had a conversation with somebody the other day. Of, Good I was, for you. I'm I, so glad you're talking to people. Thank you. Uh, and I was, I was talking about how, uh, I was like, I'm a metalhead. And I guess I need to clarify when I tell people I'm a metalhead because I'm an 80s yeah. glam you metalhead. See, like, Be I, you, well, I would not classify you as a metalhead. Be I'm learning that because yeah. as we had the conversation, he's saying all these bands that I have never heard of, right. you know, with, you know, dying dirt under my pillow. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> there's so like when people to me say like, oh, I'm a metalhead. Like, oh, OK. So you, to me, immediately, my brain goes, oh, so you're like into like anthrax and uh, you know, Metallica and, and those, that kind of metal, you know, and then it, and then it traipses into like black metal and, and like behemoth. Sure. And, and, uh, but see, I almost feel like Metallica is, is closer to kind of the original the 80s. Or, like pre black album Metallica. <laughs> gotcha. Now, have you ever listened to, you've got the black album Metallica, but have you listened to, um, What's is it? Hail to the King, Avenged Sevenfold. Yeah, that's a great one, dude. There are a lot of similarities. Yeah, to the Black Album. That's can, like their version of the Black Album. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, oh man, I'm gonna have to go listen to that album again. I need to listen to oh, them back and back, the back to back. Like listen to the Black Album, then listen to Hail to the King. 
Absolutely. I was I was talking to Christian Brady a couple of months ago and, and we started talking about that. And and I forgot what two songs it was, but but he said, All right, I want you to listen to Metallica's so and so. I forget which song it was, but I want you to listen to Metallica's and then listen to um Hail to, uh one of the songs off Hail to the King of yeah. N Sevenfold. And my mind was blown. I was like, Oh my gosh. I mean th this this album was totally uh inspired by Metallica's Black Album. Oh, yeah. It, it had to have been. Had to. Well, and I mean, like, that that album, that's why a lot of people, at least the people that I've talked to, will put, you know, there's Metallica before the Black Album and after the Black Album. And it's like, because everything got refined on the Black Album. Sure. You know. Well, what's the album that they got a bunch of shit for? Saint Anger. Yeah, I just remember I I never listened to it. Um, go go listen to it. And basically, so the story that I've read, I believe it's Saint Anger. Um, I'm gonna look that up real quick because I've made a, a too many mistakes on this thing, and I don't want to. Uh, well, while you're looking that up, I'll play some metal. Okay, yeah, so I would just say it didn't it didn't change anything. I'm still hearing like both I'm still like, hearing the guitar, but it's almost as if it's like there's a dry signal and a wet signal. And um, we need the wet signal off. Yeah, and you need the wet signal up so that you can hear the, the uh, Yeah, the dry signal. Yeah, off. you need the dry signal down. But it still sounds really good. Is that a was was that round and round? No. It's no, not round and round. Round and round is you can see how I got the two of them confused, right? Oh, they are totally very similar. Yes, it's Saint Anger. I believe it. Is it? So the difference between Round and Round and All She Wrote is... Yeah, I think it is Saint Anger. Um, so... Anyways, the difference between what you were talking about, and then we'll get back to Saint Anger. Oh, so so round and round starts E major. And all she wrote is E minor. So there is there's subtle differences. There's subtle differences, but who uh so the first round and round is rat. All she yep. wrote is Firehouse. Firehouse, okay. And I listened to the other song we're playing. Dude, uh, I, I mean uh we don't get details. Sensation. Yeah, over it's great. I listened to that today. Um the whole, the whole for, for those thing you, is awesome. It's so good. Uh so me and Robin are actually playing a private event um together um later in October. And uh, and obviously we've got to talk with with David and see what's allowed to talk about. But we're opening for some cool bands yeah. uh, that I'm sure a lot of you have definitely heard of, uh, two to be exact. And uh, and and it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. So yeah, what do you what are you playing, Robin? So respectively, Zach is playing the guitar, which makes total sense. Because <laughs> oh, so you're singing? Is that what's going on? No, I'm not even playing. I'm not playing drums. I'm not playing guitar. Oh, you're playing bass. I'm that's not what playing you're doing. bass. No, that's that's Dave. Uh, Dave Filoni is playing bass. 
Filoni. Filoni. Oh God, Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni. <laughs> I hope he's not watching. Dave Filoni, you know Dave Filoni. Is, is so Dave Felice is is the gentleman who is playing bass. Dave Filoni is the uh, creator of the Clone Wars for Star Wars, and is one of the primary writers right now. And I was having a big long conversation about him earlier today. So he's been like, anyways, there's my nerd in me. But uh, no, I am uh, playing keys. <laughs> Do what? I know, dude. I was I was practicing. Uh, I think I've spent better part of like four hours in total today, four or five hours just playing Runaway by Bon Jovi. And yeah, they, my how's your wrist feeling? It hurts like to a point where I'm like, I don't think I think I'm gonna take tomorrow off and not practice because like it it's like at the point where I'm going like, okay, this is actually slightly painful but it's also i know i'm building muscles back up sure you know what you can practice though tomorrow and i highly recommend um i'd start working on the backing vocals especially that overnight sensation oh Oh, my gosh that whole song is backing vocals oh man it's i need to that's another thing i want to talk to dave about like you know how much is he singing what parts are he saying is he singing do you want me to grab the high ones because i know you've said that you're gonna focus primarily on the guitar Um, i am if 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 I can, I'm gonna definitely try, you know. But I want to make sure all the guitar stuff is note for note, tone on to point. Is that what? Okay, what you, what you got there? It's a Twix. That licorice? No. What? It's a Twix. Twix. Oh. It's a Twizzler. <laughs> okay. My brain is yeah, just. <laughs> That's what happens when you play Runaway too much. Yeah, my brain's running away. Well, for those of you tuned in, um, let us know how it looks and sounds because we're actually trying a new um, program tonight. Um, What's yeah. that? I was actually going to get to that. I was going to say, like, hey, let us know how it looks and sounds. And is Zach delayed? Is is his audio off? Is 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 my audio off? Is the video what's what's it doing? How good do we look? Yeah. Do we? You know? Do we still have market appeal with this? <laughs> You know, is the younger generation going to be, you know, into this, this look we've got? I mean, it's, it's all new to us, so we'll see. I mean, probably not. No one wants, no one in the younger generation wants to hear anything that someone over 30 has to say, so. Whoa, whoa, over 30, man, come on, that's a, those are, those are harsh words, man. We're getting old, Zach. No. Wrong. I feel you know what they You know what they refer to, like when they're teaching history class now, do you know what they refer to our birth year as? The late the 1900s. Ni- I was born in the late 1900s. Yeah, we were born in the late 1900s. Yeah. Like, That's lovely. Everybody born at like 2001 and after, their birth year is a compound sentence. <laughs> like, ah. Makes me feel old, but it doesn't. Wait, wait. What do you mean? What do you mean? A compound? Two thousand and one. We're just nineteen eighty nine. We're just one. It's that's not a. There's no and or but or anything. So it's not a. But I mean, it's two thousand one. Yeah, but you you some people would say two thousand like two thousand and (laughs) twelve or two thousand and six. Couldn't someone say nineteen and eighty nine? Yeah, you could, (laughs) but it'd be weird. Dude, where's TJ? At the Guns N' Roses concert? 
She's got a smile. Please, please. We need to record a version that's just like that. So, um, I just looked at my phone again, which pulled up St. Anger. So, yeah, St. Anger is the one that Metallica got a lot of shit for. Because solely for one reason, and it's the snare drum. If you go and listen to that album, you listen to the snare drum, it sounds awful to a lot of people. Um, but the story that I heard on it was that when they went into the studio, uh, what they were trying to do was go back to their like original roots of being in a garage and just, you know, rocking out. And so... Was, was the very next album sound huge? They're like, yeah, no thanks. So they did a huge out. Al- was there an album after that? Yeah. I believe that it was, uh, what album came after this? Death Magnetic. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so basically what they did is that, that's what they told the producer and the producer basically, you know, they started going through all these sounds and they got to this snare sound the way that they just mic'd it up and, uh, sorry. And, um, Lars just went that right there. That's the sound I want. And it's just this like ping. <laughs> like it just it doesn't it sounds like a snare drum, but it sounds like a really cheap snare drum. That you like like, oh, these guys just mic'd up a drum set in the garage and like recorded a demo is what Maybe it sounds did. like. But <laughs> it's a million dollar album. Like But they wanted that sound. They wanted to go back to that sound. So I can't knock them for that. If that was the sound that they wanted and they, went, and they got what they wanted, like, who am I to say that it's bad or good? I mean, I don't prefer it. I don't like the snare sound. I think it's weird. But, uh, but yeah, it's, eh. but they liked it. That's what they want. That's what Lars wanted. So, and then there's also the, uh, yeah, uh, no, uh, Justice for All album, um, uh, and Justice for All, which apparently has the bass turned way down in the original version. And so uh, uh, they turned, like someone remixed it and turned the bass up and called it Justin uh, Justice for, uh, or and Justice for, and then the name of the bass player. Because I, I, I can't remember. Uh, I think it was J. Damn it, I can't remember. I never got I never got hugely into Metallica. Well, until you find out. Hey, turn your wet signal up. I want to see what that does on your board. My what? Turn the wet like your your signal from your on your board. Turn that up a little bit. Drums out the the what the microphone's picking up. So that's one thing I don't like about this new setup. Is like the fact that like that your your microphone is still picking up your guitar because your tone always sounded really good through Skype. But come on, come on, Ecam, screwing yeah. with the tone. He's screwing with the tone, man. Um, uh, Metallica. Until then.
Jason Newstead. Um, yeah, it was, it was, I think it was Justice for Jason. Is the and Justice for Jason was the the remixed version of the album because it turned the bass way up. Um, yeah. Did it sound better? You know what? I've never actually listened to it. I just know that little tidbit. Um, gotcha. Like I said, Metallica was something I never like. I listened to a few of the big songs. I love the song. Uh, um, Fuel, I think is the name of the song of theirs. It's the one that starts with a give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Ugh. I, the song. I like that one. I don't know. I, that's, I, don't I, I really like that song. That song also came out when I was seven. That was like one of the first Metallica songs I heard. So I think uh, the first one I heard was Interstellar. No. Excuse me. Sorry. I had a long day. Um, I think Am I Evil was the first Metallica song I heard. Okay. But it's not a Metallica song. So I was going to try to show you these, but we realized that uh, when we're in the waiting for the show to start, he can't see me. So I was like, I got these. And he's like, I can't see you. I don't know what you're talking about. So I bought these recently. What is it? Uh, B2 uh, 2.4 gigahertz wireless system for my, my base for Pauline. Um, and I was really, really pleasantly surprised because I use this with my guitar as well. I was very pleasantly surprised it did not suck that much tone. It actually kept a lot of the tone in. Um, I don't know how it would be for high gain. I don't assume it would be any different. But when I played my Geraldine show, this is what I used. And um, it, uh, it has four dots on the side um, to look like this. A little, I like the black over the silver. Uh, so it doesn't stand out that much. But uh, it has these four little dots on the side that light up green and tell you right how, tell, tell you where your battery is. Sweet. And after an hour and a half show, uh, I was down one dot. So I still had three Righteous. dots. Yeah, I was like, wow, the battery life on these things. Um, and then when I played with Pauline up in uh, Fort Worth this weekend, two shows, it, they were phenomenal. Charged them before both shows, but they worked really right. well. Uh, Excuse yeah. me. That's pleasant. That's very good. I know that I, w wireless systems can be very like. Oh boy, what did, you used a wireless system for uh, Rock of Ages. What did you use? You know what? Let's so, let's let's do this tonight. Give us a rig rundown of what you used for uh, Rock of Ages, starting from the guitar all the way back. Do you want tenth anniversary tour or? Las Vegas, because they're two different rigs. Uh, 10th anniversary, and then we'll get to Las Vegas. We'll go. We'll literally go backwards. Okay. So the 10th anniversary tour, what'd you use? Well, first I want to start uh, with my Ernie Ball picks. Uh, Zach Tack Ernie Ball picks, because, you know, that's, that's where the tone starts, folks. I thought the, uh, wait, the, tone, the tone's in the pick? I thought the tone was in the fingers. Ah, dude, I'm, I'm being funny, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know uh, the tone so tone's in the amp, man. <laughs> starts out with... Um, with these beautiful Schecter guitars. Uh, I used, I actually used this exact guitar on on the tour. It's a uh, Sun Valley Super Shredder Three. Uh, now I sent it back to Schecter, and they put passive pickups in it because it comes with EMG active pickups, which sound great. Um, but I'm more of a fan of active. Uh, sorry, passive uh, because they don't require battery and and they're a little bit less gain. As as I've gotten older, I'm trying to dial back the gain a little bit. You know. Yeah. Um, so it started with these. 
Uh, and then I, I, my, my pedal board was super simple. Uh, shout out to my father for helping me build it. Thanks, Bob. Uh, it was just a pedal train. Um, I think it was a, a Novo 24, I think is what it was called. And uh, uh, it's, it's one of the five rail ones. So it's got four perfectly spaced rails. And then there's a rail on the very top that's a little bit longer than the other ones. And what that was nice for is, is, uh, is it basically gave you one more row of stuff up there. So that's where I threw the nothing. There was nothing up there. <laughs> I used, <laughs> I used, I, uh, now I remember. Um, the reason I liked having that up there is because it gave me a buffer slash, it was like a safety for all the cables that were going into the back of the volume pedal. So you know how like, you know, plugs are pretty long and they stick out. You know, this thing had to last for nine months on the road, right. you know, getting thrown into an 18 wheeler every night. So, uh, so it was nice having that fifth rail to essentially protect all the, the jacks from yeah. the back of the pedals. Does that make sense? Yep. I know exactly what you mean. So now when, when the pedal board is upside down in a case, it's not having any weight on a cable or on the back of a jack of a, of a, um, of a pedal yeah. anyway just went into a volume pedal uh uh one of my favorite volume pedals the ernie ball uh mvp and what i like about that is it is a buffered volume pedal so it has two dedicated outs on the back mm -hmm. so one out goes to the rest of my pedal board and one out is a dedicated out that i went to a tuner mm -hmm. so um you you, so got, it, you got me one so do you love it? I love it. Uh, yeah, it's it's it. I had never noticed the tone difference between the, the you know, like how much those Ernie Ball pedals because you have the suck. original Ernie Ball, yeah. just the standard one, right? Just and how much it sucked tone. Oh, it's night and day difference, dude. Yeah, and it's because like, as soon as you plug into that tuner out, yeah. it's like halving the, the impedance or something. I, I forgot what, forgive me if I'm saying the wrong word, but it halves something. And I think it's impedance, uh, and so that's why we were until we were at your house. Righteous, dude. Well, I'm I'm so happy you like it. Uh, yeah, that's that that's that that's the go to. Um, that, that's what I always send people to. It, yeah. It's it's just it's they're they're reasonably priced and 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 they're workhorses. You know, you can't you can't destroy them. Uh, so anyway, so volume, and then out of that, one side went to a tuner, and the other side went to my modulation pedal. Uh, modulation meaning chorus, tremolo. Now, this is where I'm different. On paper, and what a lot of people will say, is modulation and time-based effects, aka reverbs, delays, tremolos, uh, anything that's time-based where like you can have a tap tempo on it, say that they need to go into the effects loop of an amp okay like on paper that's just like the standard yeah i agree to that with reverbs and delays but i actually prefer my choruses and tremolos and and uh like phasers and flangers i actually prefer those in front of the amp okay so why? so i so why i don't know it might be a feel thing I just know I've tried both ways and, and um, maybe it's more in your face because when you go through the effects loop, things tend to be a little bit more subtle, okay. uh, especially like delays for sure. I love it for delays, but anyway, so I went into my modulation pedal 
And then um, out of that went straight into the positive grid. We had the, the bias rack minis, uh, which is just, it's it's a one space unit and it's not even a full space. It's, it's a little half, they're tiny. It'll fit in your backpack. Uh, we had four of those, uh, one for each guitar player, a backup and a bass one. Uh, and then into the effects loop of that, I had my delay pedal. And uh, I just had two settings on the delay. I had a long trail delay and a short like slap back delay for you know a couple of parts of the show um but dude that's that's it man and then uh also i had my amp switcher for the for the for the bias yeah and it was it was four it was a four button switcher and i only used two channels the whole night of the amp but you say well zach why did you have four buttons so i had two different channels even though the amp does uh, like six, you can have 16 channels on it, but I only used two of them. So I had high gain, low volume, low gain, crunch, low volume, high gain, um, high volume, and low gain, high volume. Okay. And the reason for that was because obviously you know the difference between high gain and low gain, you yeah. know? And the reason I didn't do clean and high gain was because there was times I just needed some crunch. And if I needed clean, I'd just roll back my volume. And that's where I got my clean sound from. Right. So that's why I had crunch and high gain. But the reason that I had volumes is because there's a lot of dialogue in Rock of Ages. Yeah. So we'll be rocking out to a song and then the band goes down. And, and obviously, you know, we've, we've got a sound person and there's cues in, in their board and whatnot that turn down um the band but but we're just extra helping out right you know what i'm saying uh like a just in case so uh so there was a lot of tap dancing on that show but it was fun you know it kept me it kept me on my toes pun fully intended i guess yeah um and that that was about it man i mean dude i'm not really a big effect guy to be honest with you neither mind. uh I like I like using them for for accents and certain things and like when I'm so like on my new EP I have uh, two songs with lead like where the lead guitar is like a it's like a ticka 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 kind of a delay and I'm just going sure. dit, 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 on the guitar but, the but delay it sounds really, like dig 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 but it's really it's a real subtle delay and like that kind of thing I'm cool with I like I really like that stuff but you know I'm not the edge I don't want to be the edge uh, you know if I wanted to do a U2 sound you know. I could do that, but it's not, I I'm with you. It's like, I have my guitar plugged into the volume pedal, which goes into, uh, the two, it goes out to the tuner and then it goes out to a reverb because I really love the TC electronic, uh, hall of fame reverb. And, uh, and then do you have the mini or no, the regular one? Okay. Yeah. Regular hall of fame one, like not the, not the new two. I have the original Hall of Fame, and then uh, and then it just goes into my amp. I have a delay wow. pedal on my board, but I took I just took it out of the loop recently. So wow, dude! Yeah. Well, you, your amp doesn't have a, an effects loop on it, but I can, you could definitely I, get one installed if you wanted. I and I'm thinking I do, but I'm also really you know after playing this previous show, man, and and talking with you about the Line Six Pod Go, I'm kind of interested, like. 
for gigs like this. So when I'm playing like a full band gig and I'm playing somewhere like Geraldine's here in Austin, where the stage is maybe like, oh, probably 10 by eight and a half. Like it's a tiny stage and I've got at least five people in my band. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, having a Vox AC 3212 up there takes up a lot of space. And, and it's it, really loud. Yes. And so, uh, what I, I had it modded so I can turn mine down a little bit more than normal and keep a, a good tone. So, uh, but yeah, it's, you know, it takes up a lot of space and, and my pedal board is, even though I only have like three pedals on it, it's still fairly, you know, it's like this big, like sure. this wide. It's, you know, it takes up space. And, and, uh, I'm also thinking about just completely going in ears from now on. Uh, sure. after this weekend, You'll... my ears just, I need to do that. So of, of course, man. I mean, so, dude, that's why if, if, if I'm playing a show that doesn't have in ear, you know, packs for us, earplugs. um, yeah, I have to. Yeah. Well, I'm I, start, I, like, I won't. I've got to start wearing earplugs. Like you really do. Yeah. And maybe even invest in, you know, uh, you know, there's a company like Westone and they make custom in ears like monitors, but they do in ear plugs. I have, uh, is that what those are? I have custom molded earplugs. Uh, yeah, they are. Oh, well there you go. And yeah, does it have like little, keep, um, I keep forgetting them things where you yeah. can. So like, uh, I can, can you adjust like the DB level? Yeah. So I can like pop this thing out and then, uh, pop it back in and Yeah. I can go all the way down. I think like 25 DB, um, which is what I have when I play. So up. why, why aren't you wearing those at your I shows? For, Cause I forget them all the time is why. Dude, put them in your show bag right now. Seriously. Go walk them to your show bag. Uh, well, the re- so <laughs> I don't have a, I don't have a a show bag that I take to every show because when I go to Pauline, I have a certain setup that I use because I'm playing bass, and then when I'm playing drums with Dave Share, I have a whole another rig, and then when I'm playing my thing, I don't I, you know I've got a whole another thing there, so I've got to create a, a like an actual show bag that's like, like I have a I have a backpack that I take this thing. Nope, there you go. Put them in that backpack. I use that backpack for like fucking everything. So I would, I'm, my biggest thing is that these cost me a little bit. So I'm afraid of losing them. So that's why I usually keep them on the, on the edge of my desk. Um, and I just do my, I try to remember, but I don't. They, I should just keep them on my key. They've got a loop ring. So I should just keep them on my keychain. Um, Put them in your show bag. I, I, I know I need to. I've got a right. backpack. Yeah. And that backpack goes with me everywhere i mean it's it's a man purse essentially and and it's got like my any i always have my in-ears with me i always have my earplugs i always have my scarves and all my stage jewelry you never know when you're gonna need it dude always have a headband with me you always got to be stage ready because you never know (laughs) i mean i'm always stage ready there you go I just live stage ready. I'm kidding. Because I Dude, say that, I even... but, but earlier I was literally eating lunch with my parents and I'm like in flip-flops and like gym shorts and a shirt that says, this is all in my head. <laughs> totally okay, not dude. stage ready. 
well, dude, so I, uh, I'm wearing a tuxedo t-shirt. Yeah, but see, your stage, but I got range, short. like, you look like you could jump up on stage right now, and it would be... <laughs> if only you saw the bottom half. <laughs> see, even I'm, like, now, right now, like, I'm in vans and, like, jeans. It's like, I could jump on stage yeah. and be, and go, but it wouldn't be the best, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm not standing up right now. <laughs> would we get a lawsuit? Is that what would happen? Oh no, I have I have pants on. I'm not I'm not that crazy, but uh-huh. it's just it's not stage ready. Well. It looks like I'm wearing we a necklace any- too. Like I just realized that it looks like I'm wearing a necklace, but it's not. It's my <laughs> it's my inners. Do we have any comments? Nothing. No comments. No one cares enough to comment. No. We have Where is Nat- where's Natasha? Yeah. Where's Tosh? Probably at the Guns N' Roses concert with TJ. So, Molly, where are you at? I don't know where she is. I just texted her. I was like, we're live. Where are you? Um, I'm eating the Twizzlers that you got me. Got me hooked That's on. Funny. I bought these. But um, What flavor are they? Sweet and sour. It's cherry kick and citrus punch. But they're... they're are they great? Uh, um, they're filled with, they've got like a gooey filling on the inside. So good. So good. Sounds like a lot of sugar. Yes, it is. That's why I like, I eat like one a day and then I'm pretty, as soon as this is done, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go brush my teeth. <laughs> Absolutely. So. Hi, babe. But yeah, that's it. Molly just commented. She says, I'm here. <laughs> Thank um, you. So. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm. Besides your guitar, I'm happy with this new setup. How do you feel? I don't, I don't love it, and uh, I wish, uh, I wish like we could see each other on the pre-show. Yeah, I wonder. Oh, there's all I can see something. is the live. There's got to be something that we can see on the pre-show. Like, could you see any camera, or were you just in like a private waiting room by yourself? All I saw was the the countdown and my little tiny. That's another thing that I don't like. I can't I can't move my little thing and, and make it bigger. Like on um... vain vain person. I'm kidding. <laughs> if you get a GoPro like me, you could pull up a preview screen. By the way, how do I how do I look? Does it look Does it look good? Yeah, it, it's still a little dark. Seriously, it is. Um, okay. I'll be curious to go back and watch the YouTube uh, clip and see what it looks like. So, because I know I have my screens darkened so that it's not, you know, send, it's not like this. It's not sending up. Like, I can brighten myself up by brightening the screen or I can darken it a little bit. So, right that's on. Where I have it. So, it's not glaring off of my glasses. My glasses. I was like, dude, name this song. I was playing this earlier. It made me so happy. Just one second. Oh, Sherry. Oh, Sherry. Oh. Yeah, dude. Dude. 
Steve Perry, man, the voice of the 80s, in my opinion. Like, that guy, you need to so listen good. to a song. There's a song I'm going to cover uh, at my December at my December 9th gig here in Austin, Texas. at Saxon Pub. My friend Kenny Williams will join me on stage, and we are going to duet the song. They're going to do it. We're going to duet a song by Kenny Loggins and Steve Perry. Which one? It's called uh, Don't Fight It. It's total 80s. Like, straight 80s pop rock. Like, it is... Are you what, doing it acoustic? No, we're doing it full band. Keys, guitars, everything. Dude, you didn't tell me you are playing Saxon. Congrats, it's awesome. Yeah, I got the Saxon pub finally. So, one day... Is it an opening show? That. No, cool. I'm, the, I'm the Late Late Show. I'm at like 10 o'clock. So, a lady named Patrice Pike is is playing before me. So... Um, Absolutely. Is it on a on a, like a Saturday? It's Thursday. I believe. Right on. Yeah. I mean, dude. Uh, and then uh, I, I don't know what Austin. Before, two weeks before that, I've got a Friday night at one to one. So, and that's that's Hell the yeah. opening. That's like a six o'clock, six thirty show. Dude, I don't know. Excuse me. What uh, what the Austin, you know, music scene is looking like because I haven't been there in so long. But very indie very indie um but i mean in nashville it's there's something to do every night Mm -hmm. is it like that in austin or is there definitely some dead nights no it's very uh it's not like that yet um it's getting there we're we're getting uh yeah we're getting closer so so austin is still very much thursday friday saturday it's so it's in the middle right now. Oh, well, there's always something to do. Before quarantine, there was always something to do every night. There was always some place to go. Uh, but Austin is not show bandy every night. Like, uh, you know, Monday nights, you could go see Bob Schneider at the Saxon Pub. Uh, Tuesday nights, you could go see... Motown Mondays. Yeah. So, there's Mo- so Mondays, you had Motown Monday uh, at the Highball. You had... Uh, Bob Schneider at the Saxon. You had the Peterson brothers at uh, Continental Club. Uh, you had the Monday Night Jazz Jam at the Elephant Room. Um, there was, you know, there's a bunch of them. Uh, I think that Tommy Shannon had a standing thing at Antone's on Mondays. I think it was Mondays. Um, and then Tuesday night, you had Dave Grissom at the Saxon Pub. Uh, you had uh, Continental had something going on. The Seaboys had something going on. But there, yeah, you know. There was all Austin always had things, but it was not always like show bandy. It was like a lot of times it was singer songwriters or or you know indie rock and whatnot. And then the weekends, yeah, it would get a lot louder. Um, right on. But uh, yeah, what, what are the venues in in Austin? Are there any new venues since I left? There's the uh, uh, Moody uh, the Moody Amphitheater. I heard about that. Yeah, that's the newest one, and then there. Uh, Gary Clark Jr. opened it, right? I think so. Yeah, um, and then uh, yeah, as for new venues, that's the only one that I can think of off the top of my head. There's probably another one that I'm just like not thinking about, and someone's gonna be like, you "So where where are all the rock guys playing?" I mean, you, so Red, Red Seven's gone. Red uh, Red River District. So Mohawk uh, Empire Control Room. Um, Come and uh, take it. Come and take it. Red Seven turned into something. I think it's Barracuda now, uh, and it's still it, it's still a metal. It's liter- it literally looks like Red Seven. It just says Barracuda. I think it's Barracuda over the top. I love Red Seven. 
I hated I saw Adult Seven, but I loved it at the same time. Like I played one yeah. of my first Austin like me. It was made with with uh, with my band Made in Austin. It was me and Alex Campbell and Alex Alec Woodruff, and uh, we that we played one of our first shows there. So, yeah, love it. Um, uh, is 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 the Red Eye Fly still open? No, that closed a long time ago. I broke into the Red Eye Fly one night uh, during South by, or I not broke in, but I snuck in. Um, <laughs> say, are we saying this on air? Uh, it's, it's, it doesn't exist anymore. They can't sue me. Um, so yeah, I, I hopped the fence in the back when Green Day played a surprise show. Did you get in? Oh yeah, they didn't catch me at all. No, I just like hopped the fence in the back, uh, and uh, yeah, got to see Green Day play. Was it good? And they were fucking amazing, because like there's you know they're I've seen their concert videos. I own one of them, uh, and they're really good in the arena setting. But man, one of the reasons that I love punk rock so much is the uh, you can't you can't play punk rock in an arena. Like it just you you don't get the same vibe. There's something about being in this enclosed space in a small ass club with like 150 other people crammed into this room and the sweating band, your balls off. Yeah. Sweating, pushing people around and the band just takes off and no song is under like 170 beats a minute. Like it's just all just right there. It's just all raw emotion. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, and no song is under four minutes long. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no song is over like two, two and a half minutes. Like, oh man, I should look into this punk stuff, dude. A lot of like the really, a lot of the real prominent punk bands, they never have a song that's longer than like three minutes. They're real short. Um, now a lot of them in in, in today's like age, yeah, they have longer ones. Like Green Day, if you look at Green Day's like like albums as they progressed, the songs did get longer because they became better songwriters. They had more to say. Um, but yeah, dude, there's just something about being in that small room and watching a band. It's just it's just energy. And that was what it felt like that night at the Red Eye Fly. Like it was like this, like it was like Green Day playing a lot of newer stuff, and and a lot of the hits. But that it, it it was that still that energy of the small room, and it was almost as if you were seeing Green Day like kind of back at their roots and like where they started. Sure. So sure. Um, so I, that was really I, cool. I, that was a really cool show. That, that's one of my favorite parts of South by is is when you know big bands you know come in and do shows. Yeah, like that. I like it when certain bands do it. Like, but there's certain other bands that I'm just like, I'm sorry. Like, Lady Gaga does not need to be performing in a small ass tiny club. Like, like her show just doesn't work. It's too big for the room. Now, if she got up there and did like just her and a piano, that could be really cool. You know. Uh, I saw one of my favorite artists is a guy named Frank Turner and I've seen Frank play the Stubbs amphitheater. But then during South by, I saw him at Barracuda red seven, uh, what red seven became. I saw him in the back and it was just him and his guitar. And that dude is a like fucking phenomenal songwriter. And uh, it's yeah, he just, he blows it out of the water every time. And he was losing his voice and he like refused to give up. Like he was just, he just played his show. Like he was, it was like true punk rock. He's like, I got a show and I'm doing this. And uh, like he was, his voice was cracking all over the place because he was losing it. And uh, like, 
I so does like, yours, man. dude. What? So does yours. <laughs> um, Your voice cracks a lot. It does crack a lot. Um, I don't know why it does that. So maybe uh, you didn't go through puberty, man. Oh yeah, you know me. Didn't hit anything. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was one of, it was one of those things where like after that show, I was kind of I kind of felt like a pansy. <laughs> I was like, here's a guy who got up here with his guitar like by himself and just sang his heart out and pretty much lost his voice by the end of the show. And I get like, I don't know if I can sing because I've got a little tickle in the back of my throat sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, just go and sing. Like, that how you say it? I've got a tickle in the back of my throat. It's I'm being a prima donna by saying that. Just, don't mock me. Just give me shit, man. Don't you mock me. <sighs> but anyways, uh, are we going to do one of these next week? I know we've been really intermittent, so anybody who's watching, we've been intermittent. We've had really good reason to be intermittent. I was finishing an EP. Zach has been... Busy. Busy doing a lot of shit. And uh, TJ is... TJ, I, TJ. I know he, I know he has a... <laughs> We both said TJ at the same time. That was funny. Um, I know that uh, TJ is TJ. Yeah, I know that he's 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 the only one of us who has a day job. Like he's actually got like a a real a real job. So uh, he just travels all the time, and uh, good for him. But I know that that it's it's really it's it's been Zach and I that have kind of held a lot of things up just because our schedules just don't line up lately, all for good reasons. But uh, um, we're working to get back to some sort of a semi regular schedule. Um, it may, it, we may start doing this bi-monthly. So instead of doing it four times a month, we may just do it two times a month. Uh, it'll also give us more time to line up guests. And I know we've been really, I've been really lazy about lining up guests and I'd like to do more, but uh, we're getting close. No, I, we've, we've all, you know, um, there's no blame, but, uh, I know we're getting really close to our 50th episode. So I would very much like to have someone for that. So let's see what we can do. Um, absolutely. And, and, uh, yeah. Hey, who knows? Maybe after this gig in Florida, we'll have two bands that'll join us here. Uh, absolutely. For sure. Yeah. We, we definitely need to talk to Dave and, and see what we're allowed to talk about because, uh, yeah. I definitely want to let people know what we're doing, but I, I've just been kind of hush hush about it because I didn't know if it was private or if it was a public event or what. So, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, we'll see. Mine's, cool. I'm glad you said something because I was going to just be like, we're doing this. <laughs> like, I was just going to talk about it. Um, oh, and as am I. Um, but, you know, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. I it. So, all right, man. Well, uh, I guess we'll talk in a second on our phone. <laughs> so. Hey, for everyone who tuned in, thank you so much. It's always always a pleasure to hang out with you guys. We love you. Have a blessed week, and we'll see you very soon. Mr. Robin. Smash that subscribe and like button. Follow us on Instagram. All the things down here. It's all all this all this stuff across the, the bottom of the screen. So, um, so yeah. And uh, as uh, as we sit here and we, and I, we do this, I'm just going to I'm just going to slowly zoom in on Zach's face. What why would we do that? What are like, we doing this for? 
Did, does it show you the oh. zoom? Yes. <laughs> I do not like this program. Uh, Say your line. What? What line? What are we talking about? I'll say it for you. I don't know what you're talking about, Zach. I, it I... rhymes with grass schmishmished. Oh, I thought you were talking about the fact that everybody wanted to know that those are fully automatic Nerf guns in the corner. No one wanted to know. No one. No one was wondering. Everybody was wondering. Everybody was wondering. Oh, Lord. And you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna give my uh, my Nerf guns an applause. All right, class dismissed. <laughs> That's weird. It just got really what? quiet. Like your guitar just went from like perfect volume to like way quiet. It's weird. Is yeah, this still on? It, yeah, it's still on. We're still we're still. Playing this I guess I should finish. Is this thing still on? All right, it's we're finished. <laughs>